0: What's going
1: on, man? What's going on, man? Welcome to Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live G65, iHeartRadio. You already know what it is. One of the nicest MCs, producers in the game. Goes by the name of Chuck Strangers, Flatbush Brooklyn, representing. He's got the Detroit hat on tonight. Uh, I'm sure all all the fans are disappointed if you're a Yankee fan, Met fan, whatever. But he's here. He's here on the show here tonight. (laughs) Forsaken Lover's Plea, coming soon, March 15th.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Man, how's it feeling? You got the new single out. You got one coming real soon, skied up. I heard it.
0: Yeah. From his fire,
1: produced by Uncle Al.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, It feels really good, man. Um, I'm excited to be just putting on music again.
1: I can tell you're in your bag. You're ready.
0: Thanks, man. The
1: lyrics are there, the production's there, you're hands on. You kind of, what's funny with me doing my research on the album title, you kind of intertwined it with music in a, a love affair in a way. What made you kind of want to go in this direction?
0: Huh? Um, well, you know, um, I think that um, anyone who's had a like, be in the music industry for like a long time or whatever. Or, you know, you you, you know, um, or you anyone who is like well, all right. Well, I, I named it that because I really felt like um I I got my foot in the door in the music industry and um I was able to do some things that I'm really proud of and um, but still, like, um, I just liken it, my relationship with music, I was liking it, and even though this is, cor- the, I think this is corny, like, like, like personifying hip-hop as like a woman or someone you're trying to get with, I think that's kind of corny, but I did like the name, I like the name that I came up with, so I was like, Well, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to use it, but it's like, I kind of liken it to, like, you know, maybe a, sh- a shorty who, like, you you have you might have had a fling with you know what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She was trying to like be serious about it, and you know she was you know it, it really wasn't that deep to her, and so this is like a last ditch effort to show said person like, hey, look, this is how I feel or whatever, and um, you know I just hope you know I will see how people take it.
1: Yeah, and I know you're ready. This is the one that's really going to unlock the masses here. People have been in tune for a while now. Style Wars, my favorite song by you. We all know your pro-era history. We're producing with Joey Badass and the guys, but it's kind of interesting because there's been so much like conversations on my show within the recent weeks with people just kind of going about that and their music kind of relating their music to a love affair and just what's going on in their regular lives because when you're in the entertainment industry it's hard to find someone that's compatible with you is that kind of something you're addressing as a double entree as well with the title it's kind of hard to find someone that's compatible and understands your lifestyle as well as someone that you kind of put all your love into but may not reciprocate it.
0: Um I won't say it a uh, uh, being like more so of like an understanding of my lifestyle mm-hmm. or so than like um to me it's more so like interested in my lifestyle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I get it, yeah. Right, I wouldn't say understanding 'cause like it's like it's like you you know I just I'm putting out music um i, I you know and and everybody wants to like um put out their album and get fucking tens across the board and you know critically acclaimed and then you go out on tour and there's a there's a heap of fans screaming your name and then you go home to your beautiful ig model and then, <laughs> and then y'all have children or something. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like um and then some people feel like you know if their reality is coming short of that <laughs> <laughs> you know that something is wrong or they need to work harder or something you know what i mean <laughs> um those aspirations to or per se, but like, yeah, I, so I, I hate sometimes being like, oh, you gotta grind. Because to me, I don't think I look at making music as grinding or working. Like, people go out and like lift heavy shit and like do all kinds of stuff like that. So they, to me, they work. But, um, you just, you know, I love to do music. If I had a job, I would, after I'm done my job, come and do music or whatever. So i I'd still try to think that, but like, yeah, so, um, I hate calling it grinding, but just making music and putting out enough music where people you're able to. Uh, a, and, and Tom, the la- owner of the label, he said this to me. He said, "Energize your fan base." I liked that 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 wording. Energize your fan base because, um, uh, you know, you probably do. I do have fans or whatever, and we're slowly and surely energizing them, waking them back up to like. Yo like I put out music on my own and I do my stuff and um it, it it's been going really good man we've been seeing growth over the past 3 years so I can't complain
1: you've been working for a while now just okay. with your music and going back to your early beginnings you know writing from the age of 10 or 11 then once getting later in your teen years going in actually into record studio but you had you yeah. were kind of making beats early on as well yeah, you yeah. had the mpc and you had to sell it originally because yeah, times yeah, got rough true. i heard so that's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, actually,
0: that's actually true so
1: what happened that you kind of had to sell it was it just, you were just running low on money that's were true. you because kind of, i heard that you went to la too well, We'll get into that but what happened that oh, you know by the time
0: people? i got to la i was already like making money off music so oh, okay got... yeah but oh not fine but like i was better <laughs> off than i was then but um so at this time um i'm probably like senior high school um about to go to college and you know i got a girl and i want to do this and i want to do that and um uh, I needed money for like the summer, pretty much, um, and I didn't have I didn't I didn't have a job. For- I didn't have a summer job, or that that summer I didn't have a job. Or oh, I think I think I did have a job, but I still sold it because I needed bread. I think it was like something like, you know, you be like in between your check or something. And it's like, damn, I need bread to- you know X Y Z, and in my mind, I kind of was like, yo, fuck it, like maybe I just sell this drum machine. Like, what am I gonna be fucking? a producer or something. So I'm like, fuck it. I got rid of it. And, um, but I still ended up making beats on Fruity Loops still. Ended up 1999 getting... on Fruity Loops. Yep. 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 Still ended up getting the game. So it, it, everything happens how it's supposed to, I guess. Yeah.
1: You, you're a believer in that, that everything happens for a reason.
0: I think so. Sometimes I think so. I think so. A lot of times because, um, a lot of shit happened to me in, in the course of, times between now and when we were doing all that 1999 stuff and sometimes I think that um if if I were to like um if I were to uh have even been to the place where I'm at my solo career now then I probably would have been all arrogant and stupid and just like you know you know just not cool so I'm like everything's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen, mm. and I ain't even done what I really want to do yet. Anyway, so then mm. I just know that I now I have the wisdom now of, of to be like yo, just keep working, and before you know it, things will be different.
1: What's it that you really want to do? I mean, you got the album coming, you got classics with Pro Era. What's what is it that you really want to do?
0: Um, I want to fully produce my own classics. Um, mm like uh I got tons of stuff I want to do. I want to um put out I want to put out uh more music of my own, more solo music. Um I would love to produce like full albums like um I produced the I produced the album with uh well we we figured out we figuring out a home for it, or something, or not even we. So pretty much, and I'll tell this story. I don't care because I want there needs to be more awareness around the situation. I feel like this has been skeletons in the closet for years. So pretty much, I produced the Boldy James album. Wow. Um. Yo, this dude. Uh, you know Wilson Chandler from the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. The Knicks and shit. So pretty much, Wilson Chandler paid me and Boldy James to do an album. He's just because he's an amazing person. <laughs> like, and he has good taste in music. Like, he has amazing taste in music, apparently. So um, he just paid us to make an album. And the shit is crazy. The shit is crazy. It's like some of the best stuff I've ever done. And, or, and even, you know, in my personal opinion, it's some of the best Bodhi stuff. You know, you're always going to like your kids over there. You know the neighbors, but I think it's some of the best stuff he's ever done. It's some of the it's definitely some of the best stuff I've ever done. Um, we we got alchemists involved too in it. He like mixed it and like fucking uh kind of like arranged it and stuff. Um, and we're just trying to figure out when it's coming out. But I we've been keeping it under wraps. But I'm like fuck that, man. I'm I, I'm 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 taking it upon myself to uh, to rouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know. what I mean? The, the fire. No, that's crazy. Wilson that. Chandler.
1: Out of all people, Wilson Chandler.
0: I thought it was really random. I think he he like I, think, I, I I I I wanna say it was like something through currency or something, but like I think he found out about my shit through like some currency share or something like that. And then like um just tapped in with me. And bro, he was a big help, bro. Like there will be there was there was top, like when he did that for me, when, when we did that Pony games album. That bread was like a lifesaver at that time. Like and he was real cool about it too. Like real down to earth. Like, like I like, I guess that's how Richie bar, Like, he was just like, oh, we're like this much bread? Okay. Boom. Two seconds later it was in my account. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I lit. Like, let's go. So uh I honor him for that. And I am super thankful and blessed to, to even know that man. So but I think they're trying to figure it out now. But um I'm I'm I can't wait for people to hear
1: that shit. It uh, sounds fire, and it, coming from you, we know what it's going to be. And, and you're a true student of the game. Just early on, I know you were getting put on to CDs when you were younger. I think Death Certificate and some of these classic out Midnight Marauders yeah, yeah. is your is your top
0: album. I, I don't know about still, but yeah, yeah. it really though no, it's in the top five.
1: What's it about that album compared? Because the 90s has produced so many classics. We I mean, look at Elmada, Capital Punishment, All Eyes on Me, Life After Devil. What is it about that album that speaks to you? Is it just the way they? I don't know Trap Call Quest is in a class of their own, in my opinion, just with the beats and rhymes. They're, they're so unique.
0: You know what it is? I liked how they were able to, like... Their music was, like, really serious mm. and fun at the same time. I think that's like a hard a really hard thing to do. Like, so like they would speak on like really comp like like serious shit, but like the song would be fun. Yeah. Like verses from the abstract or something. The thing that men, you know, like so many words, so many bars and any shit that that'd be like like I love when he said, uh, men and women need to stick together. Progressions can't be made if we separate forever. Like that that's almost like a controversial line in two thousand and four. Yeah. Like, what do you mean men and women? What about they fucking you know whatever and shit like not whatever not be to be dismissive to anyone who identifies themselves as anything but you know what i mean it's just so complex nowadays so but i still do think that like you know they had fun while speaking on real stuff and i always kind of honored that um and like the colors of their music the music was like real colorful to me in my in my mind like it, it, it was like youthful shit like you know, and, but now, you know, I'm 32 years old now, so, like, as much as I, you know, I listen to some trial call Quest, but, like, I'm not in that chamber as much as I was when I was 19 years old, you know? I was <laughs> saying all that stuff in- <laughs> I, I mean what, what's your outlook
1: for the youth out here even for the mainstream because i feel as though a lot of hip-hop fans they don't go back and do their research where it, it kind of t- i heard it even took you a while to understand the public enemy music and just the music that came out of the
0: crack I'm still era learning public enemy to be honest with you like i like um and i'm realizing how much of their influence is actually like on the game like that like where you'd be thinking like oh, who cares about this stuff, you know? But then it's, like, some of your favorite rappers, like, if you ask him what's his shit, he's like, oh, Black Steel now or Chaos or fucking yeah. or whatever it is. So, uh, me, I list, I look at, like, listening to, like, older albums like that and, like, watching a documentary. Mm. So, uh, a lot of times, and, and when I used to live with animals, you'd always see me do this stuff, I'll just, like, throw on an album in my headphones and just chill. Like, 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 put it on, and like, maybe I'm like watching social. media, I'm on social media, or like whatever. But I'm just like sitting down chilling. But I'm like digesting the, the album and shit. Like, so it's like, oh, and then you're always finding out. Like, you hear niggas stealing bars. You hear whole like, um, it's like, oh shit. Like, I remember I was listening to an Ice T album. I forget. I think it was um original gangsta. I can't remember which one it was. But then um I remember it wasn't the first one. It was like a later one. I think I had the, um, I got 9 nine non-problems, but a bitch ain't one. Mm. And I was like, I was mind blown because I didn't know that Jay-Z didn't come up with that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. With that phrase, you know?
1: No, it, it, that's how you, when you learn, when you go back to all these guys, you learn that they sampled their beats. You kind of learn that they took from their elders and then they just carried it on in their own way. And it's kind of funny when you look at the production today, And just music as a state as a whole, what do you think it's going to take for there to be a classic album in today's mainstream? Because I always have this conversation. I think you're one of the people that I I would want to hear your point of view on it. Because when we look at Joey Badass, 1999 is a classic. We know that. Yeah. what's it going to take for there to but 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 that's years past now because yeah, we were yeah. still in the era we had the blog and you still had the in-person it wasn't all phased been. out 100 percent yet so okay. what, what do you think it's going to take now in the digital age for there to be the classic because i feel as though there hasn't been a classic album in a digital age that there's this replay value to like an illmatic like a get rich or die trying
0: you know what i'm saying hold up hold up what what's what age is a wait, wait what years are we talking about what's the digital age hold up
1: I mean, if you look at it from you, you know, that's it. That is interesting because you could go back to what answer. are we? I mean, I would say the digital age? once Instagram world star and and TikTok t- really took over. 2010. Like yeah, like well, not even 2010. I'd say like 2014. Like SoundCloud. Oh, okay, once okay, 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 okay. So like the digital age. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay.
0: 2014. I
1: sworn to I know 2014 Forest Hills Drive art. Right, I'll give you that. You know, that's that that was a classic album in its own right. I mean once we're deep into the digital age after J. Cole and yeah. when is- on the mainstream level, you think it's critically acclaimed by like mainstream and no 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 oh
0: okay you mean like a critically acclaimed everyone agrees this is a classic? Yes. No, we don't have anything like we that. We don't have
1: any like a get rich or die trying. That's no, 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 no tri- we don't yeah. have
0: anything like that. We don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hold up. When is Blonde by Frank?
1: Oh, but he's from a Rap. Yeah, Rap. I I agree. Blonde's a classic. I did say that yeah. once when just having a conversation with that a couple months ago. I said yeah. if you look at hip hop and R and B, you could say yeah, Blonde was the last classic album. Yeah, Blonde.
0: Maybe. Yeah. But even
1: though people still categorize that as pop because Damn, iTunes does it in the pop crazy. genre.
0: Oh, what about uh? When is Good Kid, Man City?
1: That's twenty thirteen. Oh, right or twenty twelve, right? right?
0: That's classic. I'd say that's critically acclaimed. Right. 2012, right. Yeah, right. 2012. Oh, it's a pimple butterfly. It's a pimple butterfly.
1: Do you think... That, I feel... Because I remember when that first dropped, people were giving out a lot of flack when that came out. and I, feel I, though was, I remember. I remember, I you remember that? Great. And now everyone Maybe. says it's a classic. Everyone was hating it, saying it was I terrible.
0: It was I thought it was amazing. My thing about it is... It's kind of weird to listen to. Like, like, I don't single out songs of it. Like... When I did used to listen to it, I would, I would just pop it on. Song number one and just go on the movie. But I don't like skip or like, I don't have like jams on it. Like to me, it, like kind of reminded me of like uh, one of Ice Cube's first two albums. You know what I mean? Where it America's ran, Most like, Wanted whole movie, like where like I listen to those in the same way. Like I don't necessarily have a favorite song on America's Most Wanted, but like the whole shit is a movie. And then I like certain songs, but I just kind of listen to the whole shit. Like, even though I do like, uh, who's the man, who's the man. It's
1: probably about the yeah. Fire. They're classics, but it is difficult The critically acclaimed um, one. I mean, what's fun. it going to take to get back to that? You think, what is it real? Cause um, I, I mean, is Dr. Dre going to drop a detox? I mean, I, I mean, what's it really going to take, you think, for there to be a critically acclaimed.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Because you're talking about undisputed, like things that like no one can like disagree. Like, like it's like, nah, that's a classic. Yeah, we don't really have anything. Like we don't
1: that. have it. And that, do you think that boils down to artists not being on their top top of their game as far as songwriting? Or do you think production plays a big part in that? Because I want to get into the production with you because I believe you guys have kept it authentic to the roots of hip hop. What do you think it is that there just isn't those critically acclaimed albums anymore as far as for the production and the songwriting, the lyrics.
0: Um what sorry, what'd you say?
1: What do you think it's gonna take for there to be like a critically acclaimed album again as far as when it comes to the songwriting and the lyrics and the production?
0: I think there's so many variables that um are at play that like it's gonna be kind of hard because um Oh, I think the way that music is consumed right now. Mm -hmm. like You could put out an album. When I put out my album in March, unless I fucking go around and post it a bunch of times, like, after a week or so, it's kind of done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know? Whereas, like, when I was a kid, a nigga promoted his album for months. Nigga, like, there was, like, singles that were dropping, like, after the album was out. And, like, you know, um, XYZ and shit like that. So I think that but like, I, I just think that people just need to um. <laughs> for a classic album, it's kind of hard, especially on a mainstream level, like what you're talking about, like a mainstream classic album. I really feel like the way the music industry is set up, it doesn't allow that to happen. Mm. Like the music industry isn't encouraging um, uh, the young whoever the fuck to make a classic album, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like the music industry is telling him make these slaps. You gotta keep making these fucking slaps. These TikTok, you don't have the slap next week, we gonna forget you and shit. Which must be a crazy life to live. I don't know, but um, but also we also thought playing how good them kids are. What they do too? Like I hate when people try to act like. Well, you know, these people don't have bars, so, like, they're garbage. But it's like, nigga, um, fucking, um, but every time you try to hear one of these lyrical niggas switch lanes, it's like nails on a chalkboard, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's horrible. Yeah.
1: I'm, do you want me to say names? I mean, I... I...
0: Go ahead, I don't give
1: a. Fuck. All right, yeah, I, th- I think once some of these Griselda guys get on trap beats, it's awful. It's got awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's laughing. Hey, They're terrible on trap beats. Hey, I'll let you tell it. Really. <laughs> I let you. I-, I ain't gonna jump out the window out there on that one with you, but I-, I know what you say not about them, but it's like about people in general, like where it's like, bro, and and, and you're not, and, and they always try to be like. Well, I'm just growing with my creativity. Yeah. Use <laughs> really to say it and shit, sure, right? But it's like, bro, like, you gotta like understand, like, if if I came to use for a specific drug, if I go to my weed man and I'm and I'm like, yo, you got the best weed, and then tomorrow he's like, oh, I don't have any weed, but I'm selling coke. I'm not gonna buy coke because you're selling coke now. <laughs> I'm just not gonna buy Coke from you anymore, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So unless you have, unless you know you have clientele that likes to buy coke, maybe don't make coke. You know what I mean? Maybe don't, you know, maybe don't try to sell coke. I don't know. I think it's I think it's about knowing what your fans are and what your you know, what your fans expect from you or whatever, XYZ, but also to like. You never really know. That's why I feel niggas for taking a shot at it because you never really know. But, you know, it's hard to cross over. I think there always kind of has to be that foot in the sand from the beginning. Mm. Like, like you got these gangster rappers. They rap about guns, murder, 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 murder. And then it's like, you might try to do... Now you're trying to... Turn up, get lit. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This, this shit don't be making sense, and yeah, we it see trying to like knock one out the park to say, I don't know. I respect people who bring their styles to other styles, though. Mm. That I feel like could be tastefully done. Like if you are rapping on a drill beat, that don't mean you got to sound like P. V. O. Foreign or fucking yeah. Pop Smoke, Central C, or Pop Smoke or one of these niggas. You just do what you're doing over a drill beat. Maybe my Sapphire, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I'm down for that. Like, I just think that there has to be tr- truth involved to some degree. I think that fans even think so, too. So, like, because, you know, you see these lyrical niggas try to cross over all the time, and people be bitching.
1: Yeah, they complain. And, and, and this is, this is going to relate to your friend Joey, because, I mean, mm-hmm. the 2000 mm-hmm. album classic people really th- didn't bring it up as much as they should have i mean the, the joey bass and the real hip-hop fans we knew it was out there yeah, but yeah. it didn't get the recognition but however he'll trend when he d- which is with the new song and I, i'm sure you probably saw I the backlash people, so, were like, it, the but,
0: week, <laughs> people were hating on it but first week though people were hating on it people were hating on you know it's funny you say that people were didn't really know about 2000 But that shit sold like 20K in the first place. Exactly.
1: And it's so it's crazy how people didn't bring it up. Like, but it's you're right, it sold the amount. But when Joe, I noticed, but when Joey doesn't do what people want him to do, that's when he trends, and people are like, oh, he's terrible. What's this? Why is he changing up his style? Because
0: because it's because he's so good at what he does. So it's like. It's it's like when Nas was doing "You Owe Me" and shit like that, and fucking like, can um, you mind? Hate me now and shit, like, yeah, like, nigga, what is this shit? Like, you know, we, give us that Nas is like, nigga, give us that, um, represent. You know, I always say I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of balance. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm are you talking to I, I'm an, I like it was written better than Illmatic. So, like, it was uh,
1: written better than Illmatic. I that's I agree too. Yeah, first, I gave you power, taken in blocks. There's
0: so much fire shit on that album, yeah, and it's range. It's not like it's Illmatic is like a little boy, like in the hood, XYZ, but like, there's a he clearly was older, he clearly was like. You know, not quite there, but there now. And you know, I, I thought so. And he's way better on that album lyrically. He's yeah, chilling.
1: Nas is coming with Dr. Dre. Oh, you no,
0: know, the hook—I hate that hook—but the verses on that song are insane. Yeah. Some of the best rapping I've heard. Taking the blood—that's some of the best rap. I think, I think Nas on Taking in Blood is the greatest rapper who ever lived. Mm. like some of the shit he's talking about on there is crazy. Coke suppliers, I can buy us because we would say that niggas wear wise and we liars, but every, was, day yeah. higher, every day the gas fire. I still remain the Mac flies in the fact, the fact that can I, I is, yeah. killer in me, slash drug dealer. He like he was going, he was like was. fixing the like going crazy, but like nonchalantly, like laid back, like it, like this is nothing to me. I'm just getting this shit off. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> but he was wowling. Like, you know, certain people get shit off, but it's like, here, let me show you I'm getting this yeah. off. Uh <laughs> this is nothing to me. I'm just like, it's like when you see a nigga do a tray flip with his hands down or some shit, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that was nothing to you, bro. You're nice. Like, you know, I, I think of that song.
1: Yeah. It's insane, man, when you really look at it, but you know, when we look at your career, you're just meeting Joey for the first time and he, he yep. found your beat tape. He heard your beat tape on Facebook that you put out there. It's crazy. You know, yes. it, it, it's crazy how it all came together and you and your brother were heading to the store and you kind of just met him on the street.
0: Yeah, damn! Did you you watch you read some shit about me or something? Yeah, it yeah, crazy, yeah, Th- yeah. Thank you for being prepared for this interview.
1: Oh no, of course. Um,
0: yes, that's exactly how it happened, bro. And um, uh, I delete. I you know it's funny. I deleted that beat tape off of Facebook. Like, yeah, within, I did, like a day I did, or yeah, like, like hours. Like, I remember I posted it. And it was like, no, nah, this is retarded. Let me just delete this shit. I'm bugging out. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> And look, that should save my life, pretty much.
1: Yeah, because when when you go on to produce for 1999, he he was paying you, and you got the money to buy back your MPC.
0: Yes, I did. Yes, that's a fact. That was just facts. Like, yeah, I didn't even have. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, after that, I bought the four thousand. I never had a four thousand before, but I was like, fuck it. Oh, they only want this is six hundred. I think was six hundred dollars at the time. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, we lit. So, uh, yeah, that was that.
1: Why did you head out to L.A.? What was that? Because you you, you even – I've heard it, it say there in, in my research and in your interviews, you kind of – as soon as – when the pro era kind of was blowing up, you that's when you went out to the West Coast to L.A. And, and you were out there with Ka and you were out there with Alchemist linking up with him. We'll get into yeah. some of that. But why, why did you want to go to L.A.?
0: So, you know what's funny? Why I wanted to go to L.A. was like – it was pretty crazy, like, I didn't even really plan, like, for real, for real, to move to L.A., like, we were, I was living with a bunch of friends who uh, were from California, mm-hmm. and we got kicked out of our apartment, like, we all just got kicked out, like, we got, we got, uh, like, evicted, I guess, or we were about to get evicted, it, they didn't evict us because we left, type sure. shit. And they were all moving back to California, and um, I thought, me and my homie, we're going to move to a different apartment in Brooklyn. And I was just searching around, searching around. We couldn't find anything. We had no credit. Like, you know, it was hard to find an apartment. (laughs) And I remember randomly just like, I think I was texting Alchemist, like, oh, I'm I'm thinking about moving to California. And he was like, oh, if you do, let me know. Like, fuck with me or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool i not even really taking that seriously, like, you know, his alchemist and shit, time. I'm thinking, so I'm like, all right, whatever. So um, I end up, this is a crazy story. I actually end up in San Diego, and the day I land, I was supposed to stay with a homie. I was supposed to stay in San Diego, look for apartments in L.A., and then find an apartment, and then, you know, be, be good. The day I land, the homie who says I could stay there is like, yo, nah, actually, you can't stay at my crib. So wow. I was like, what that like day one day zero like like I got my first taste of California oh uh, Skid Row bread. Skid Row literally there's like so I had to get a hotel and I didn't even have that much money on me I didn't even have looking back on it I was just retarded it was like <laughs> youthful just dumbness I probably had bro probably like eight thousand dollars seven thousand dollars which wow. is not a lot of bread. no. <laughs> not a lot of bad to find yourself moving across the country type shit. No. But I, I was able to ship my stuff, all my shit across for, like, free through some illegal means, and um, fucking, um, so I get out here, I had to buy a hotel. I'm literally in the hotel room, like, damn, bro, like, what the fuck is gonna happen? And one of the homies, my homie Pat, God bless his mom, she had overheard what happened and was like yo fuck that like don't leave him in a hotel like so um i think i was staying on i think i was staying on the floor with him or some shit (laughs) like in his room or something (laughs) and we would literally like be on like high school time like we couldn't smoke dope like we couldn't like it was literally like little kid shit but anyway long story short uh i end up Fucking, um, getting to LA, and um, I, I end up staying with. I end up. There's a bunch of bullshit that happened in LA that end up. Al let me end up let me stay by him. He found me my first apartment out here ever. Wow. Uh, he, he, I I was living. I, I was neighbors with Big Twin from Infamous Mob. Me and Big Twin, we lived in the same building for a little while. And um, that shit was a blessing. He was, it was like the, having the OG right there. You know, he was, he was, he was locked in.
1: That's a wild story. And, and you were out there for about eight years.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm back out here now again. What? Oh, so you're in L. A. now? I'm in L. A. right now. Wow. Um, but this time it's a little different. I got my own apartment. I'm not sleeping on anyone's floor. Although, oh. Well, that's
1: good. But I mean, you you built yourself up. You, you've done some legendary work already. I know you got a lot more that you want to accomplish down there. But it is interesting to see that you went back to, to L.A. because I know anytime I, I talk to actors, they always, that's where you go for movies and if you want to pursue your acting dreams. But L.A., music people always tell me that they didn't get a good vibe and they always usually head up to new york or atlanta mostly atlanta now
0: well here's the thing i'm not really reliant on anyone for my creativity like that Mm. so like to me i look like i I feel like i could create anywhere right so um but la was just more like fitting to my lifestyle like at the time um when i moved back to new york i I lived in brooklyn for a little while and then i was living in manhattan and um it just became overwhelming Mm. uh, financially Like, I just felt like for what I was paying, I wasn't getting anything. So on top of a bunch of other things, but like, so I just randomly, I didn't even really plan to move back out here. It just kind of happened. And um, yeah, I've been out here. I've I've already been back out here a year. Wow. So time is flying.
1: It, it time does fly and it's good to see that you're happy out there you're in a creative space I could tell that you're right just by the the two songs that I've heard already that uh, the people I, I hope that they're ready for this I really do because it, I think I think it's gonna have an impact a, a real impact
0: I think so as well I think that a, a lot of people are not really expecting um what's gonna happen what's what, just some of the music on there um but I think that you know, when I look at the track listing, I think that there's a lot of stuff. I have been making a lot of music, like like, like my EP, the two EPs that I dropped, "Too Afraid to Dance, and like, um and uh, The Boys and Girls. That came out earlier last year, yeah. Earlier last year. Um, I felt like those were different from the music that I, well, not different, but like, it was more so in the vein of like, class pictures and like, peaceful and stuff like that, but I noticed fans of songs like I have a song called like Fresh or like No Dice or like even some of the old Joey stuff that I was doing and stuff like you know from the tunes and all that stuff. This was like some sort of new Chuck to them you know what I mean like or different Chuck to them or whatever. So uh, even though you know it's all me and shit but like there is an element of that on the album I really feel like like um there there is that like that some of the songs there like there's a song called Feelings on there mm. that I was listening to it the other day, and I was like just like laughing at like the youthful like just in my eyes now because like, I'm older and the song's old to me, just some of the shit I was saying on there that I was just like would not say right now, you know what I mean <laughs> but but I was like, people still need to hear this, you know, yeah. and I think that that'll resonate with you know people who are younger than me, you know, not everyone's thirty two
1: You mentioned just what you just explained now and in that the new Chuck, what's something you feel as though people are going to learn about your personality and who you are as a person on this new album that you feel as though you kind of haven't displayed on your previous work.
0: Um, that like, um, Oh, well, we'll learn about me. Mm -hmm. That, that I pick good beats. I rap good. I go through a lot of the same things that you do just like, you know whatever different version of it however I, I, my version of it but we're all in the same simulation just going through you know different shit so that's what i always tend to do about what my that's that's kind of always what i want to give off of my music um and in, in the new stuff is just like better versions of that so like better written so better written raps like um expect that like better way better written raps um I would say that the music is a, a, a little less fun. Mm. It's a little less fun. I think that my music was really like jovial kind of. I used to have like real jovial kind of songs. Um, and the past five years of my life have just really made it extremely hard to just like make music from that standpoint just because I'm not, you know, I'm not some happy-go-lucky kid, like, you know, making music with my friends all happy and no yeah, you know, it's all good. Like so uh it, it is a little darker, you know, you're getting older, you're living life, you're experiencing things, you know, you're experiencing mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of shit. So that life is thrown mm-hmm. at you. And um yeah, after that it's kind of hard to to get in the studio and be like, I'm pretty good at beer pong again. You know what I mean? Yeah, so forgive me if that's your shit and my new stuff doesn't remind you of that. No, I I think it's it's good because it
1: shows you've evolved as an artist and and it's more of a diary to you now. It's more personal. It's more what you're going through. I think that's more relatable than the... Because I say it all the time because everyone's like, well, we want something that's lit at the clubs. We want this. Life isn't a party 24-7. That club, you're only in there for about two to three hours, if that. Once you're out of there, it's back to life.
0: I agree. Uh-huh. I agree, man. And and certain people like like a nigga who who make club music, he might actually go to a club and leave with women, and, or go to the club and be the man, like before he was a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, so 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 him making this kind of music is fitting, yeah, right? because that this is who he is and shit like that. So I think it's all about who you are, like. Um, I'm not gonna act like I was going to the club and I was the man and doing all this and I knew the movers and shakers of the nightlife. I didn't know any of that shit. So like I'm not concerned with any of that. And, you know. So uh I make music that makes sense to me in my life. And I don't That's really care. I don't really care. I don't really like another thing is that I don't I don't really care about how people feel about it. I'll be honest with you.
1: That's a mentality like, to have. Even Rick Rubin speaks about that. Block yeah, out like the even audience. Good or bad.
0: Like, good yeah. or bad. Like, like somebody be like, yo, this this shit oh, was XYZ. Like, I really fuck with this song you did, right? And I'll appreciate that they, what I will appreciate more so than the fact that they like the song, is just the fact that they took the time out to stop me and be like, yo, bro, like, you know, because that takes like the dropping of the ego and like, yo, bro, like, I fuck with this shit that you did and I live my life to this, like, so I honor that part of it, but, like, I'm not, like, oh, wow, you said you like this song, so I should make more songs like this, like, no nah, like, I don't, I don't, um, I don't value people's opinions like that, or not, or, nah, no, it, it's, like, a few people, but no, nah, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, for the most part, I be having, like, try to have visions and stuff, like, for the stuff I want to talk about or how I want to portray. So, like, I don't really care about what anyone thinks about that, even if you're my friend or, mm. or whatever.
1: That's important. Keep that opinion, too. That, that's gonna. That's what's going to make you create timeless music. Even Rick Rubin, like I was trying to say before, he's a big advocate of that. Black out the audience. Do how, do how you feel, pretty much. Mm. Don't worry about this one. Just create what
0: you want to create. Because it's funny, man. As a producer, there's times I've been into studio sessions and, like, I'm in the studio session, and these other producers are there, and it's like like somebody might be making a song, and like they're like... It's like a club in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. There's like music playing, there's liquor, there's like females, there's like all kinds of shit going on, right? I'm like, oh shit, this is a movie in here, right? My studio sessions are nothing like that. It's like me and Trev, that's it, right? (laughs) 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 Right? So, um... It's funny because niggas will be like the dude on shit and then stop and then be like, hold up, let's switch gears. How about you play some beats? Like, let's hear like the Let's hear some of like that rap stuff you be doing. And like, honestly, like, do you mind if we put some trap drums over that shit? <laughs> like, my man over here, he good at drums. Like, can he just put some drums over your shit and we just rock out? And I'm for it. I don't care. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm, you know. But to me it's just funny, like it's like, hold up. Let's let's switch over to big homie. Like like let's switch modes to big bro. It's like kind of like, wow, like it, it's almost embarrassing, but I don't know if I'm I'm embarrassed by it or it just makes you feel like, wow, like it's almost like hold up, like it's like the part of the party where like everyone's like like, no one's, like, doing the freaky dances anymore. People are just, like, standing up talking now, like. <laughs> I'm like, no, do the freaky dances. I want to I wanna do the, <laughs> well, I, anything is, I don't. I'm joking. I don't even care about that, like, you know, getting a hit. or. or I, I just want to be able to make my music and do live the life I, I, I want to live. That you want to live. Live the life I want to yeah. live. If I could do that, really, what can you really got to complain about, you know? That's but i've really seen all cool. different kinds of perspectives I, I know some niggas be like i want to be the biggest rapper or whoever you know whatever it is and i think that that's courageous and, and ambitious and i don't look down on anyone who's trying to do that but like i just think that so much comes with that that i don't really have interest in particularly so like i don't know i'd rather just do me
1: 2024. We're we're in the early months already with January here. Skied up. Got the new single dropping. I already told you I heard it. You got the Mad Max stamp. Uncle Al did his thing on there. But man, what, yeah. what else you got on the rollout for this year? I mean, what do you got planned? Because you said that you have a lot of things you want to accomplish. A lot of classics you want to release with your own material. Yeah. What's next that you want to speak on that you're you're going to take on this year and give to your fans? Um, um
0: I'm, I'm I would say. Uh, my this album um and also i i'm I really really hope to uh me and ob say he's featured on he's featured on the he's featured on well he did it hold up do he got a beat on he might got a beat on too afraid of dance but he definitely got beats on boys and girls and, and um he raps on boys and girls too uh say really talented guy. Like he's like a painter, he's a musician, he's a fucking he makes little sculptings, all kinds of shit. He's just an artist, artist, you know. And um I want to put out a project with him. So mm. Lord willing that to come out this year. We got so much music in the vault, and I think it just needs to see the light of that. But I'm trying to figure out uh we need to figure out the songs, and I want to like rebrand. Like, I think The Sounds of Beverly is dead. I used to have this thing called The Sounds of Beverly, but, like, um, I don't know. Like, it was, like, a different phase of my life, and I don't think that makes sense anymore. And I want a different name where, like, I named it The Sounds of Beverly because it was Beverly Road, my hood, where I was from. Like, what if I want to make music with it? What if I want to put on, what if I want to rap or put out somebody's album from fucking, I don't know. Wisconsin or some shit, wherever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I even know that, I guess it doesn't matter, but like, I just want something more universal. So I'm, 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 I'm murdering, I'm throwing sounds of Beverly in the garbage and fucking starting to, with something else, when i figure it out.
1: Here's a good question for you. If you were to go on a hip boy run with a legendary rapper, kind of like what hip boy did with Nas, who would, who would be your choice?
0: Oh, like, like, to do projects like that? Yeah. Oh, Joey. It'll be Joey. Joey. Right.
1: I, mean, you, like, I mean, you've already... Pre- I get it. You want to do projects. I mean, you've done production work, but it, Joey's your choice. But we never did a whole we album. never did a whole project, yeah. And the
0: thing is, some of the stuff even that we did for 2000 that didn't come out, I mean, you know, I, I guess everyone's going to feel like this because, you know, I, I, some of the stuff that we did I thought was amazing and it didn't even come out. Like, you know, um, at one point I had, like, a bunch of beats on there and, you know, he made new songs and... Others replaced it, which is fine. But um, I me, I personally think that like, if him and I did an album, it would be like a classic album. It would be like amongst the, uh, it would be amongst the um, whatever albums you want to call it, like 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 that that are solo produced, like some like uh, like B or or fucking um uh, bandana or fucking like. Uh, you know, we would live in these worlds of things, covert coupe, shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one producer, one artist. Like, yeah, I think, I think, I think we would make it. I think we would. I think we would shit. I think we would shit on shit. And I think that also his fans would be like, oh, like it would almost be like pandering. Let's see, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but I think that we would. I think that we could do something like a 1999 again, mm. like something that will have that level of impact. If we, if we um, did it, I think so.
1: Let's well, manifest it, man. We talked about that critically acclaimed classic. We, we need, uh, we need someone out there to get, cause these people, these critics and stuff, they're not, I'm going to be really pushing for that. Like the new get Rich or Die trying a new country grammar, a new, it was written. Let's go blue, 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 blueprint. Let's
0: start. Pushing these artists out here.
1: <laughs> you know what it
0: is? I think we're never gonna have one of those two because the music just sounds so completely different. Yeah. So, like, if offset drops some fire shit that's crazy or whatever we do, we're not gonna call it the new country, man. We're just gonna say offset drops some new fire yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we just gotta let that shit be. You know, nostalgia is almost bad for you, bro. Hmm. Feels so good, but it's almost bad for you, man. Cause that shit I, I I like um I like to think of nostalgia and it, it, i was looking at this uh interview, this review of my shit, and this nigga said some shit that I that I fuck with. Where I was like, I like nostalgia in the sense uh and, and he was right about this. Where I fuck with nostalgia in the sense of like, not that like we need another country country grammar. But we we need we need to instill the value. We need to always have the values of country <laughs> grammar. <or like, laughs> you know what I mean? Like I fuck with nostalgia in that sense of like, yeah, like um, even if you is doing some other shit or whatever, like, do it your way. Do it, do it, you know what I mean? Like, like keep the ancestors with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and these kids is doing it. Like, Look, coil she had some Grandmaster Flash shit or some shit like, man, ain't no, you know, it, it, the wheels always turning yeah. in on itself and shit like that. So, I think, I think that nostalgia is good, but also bad because then it's like, oh, yeah, that shit will have people talking about like Illmatic and not it was written. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's like, damn, like that shit will have people thinking like, this is a bad CD, and it's like, what are you talking about? This shit is better than 99% of all rap albums. So, you
1: know. And Chuck Strangers is here, man. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything else you would love to let your fans know? Anything that we didn't touch on, man.
0: Um, Skeet Up is coming out, I think the twenty-fifth. The video is dropping too. I think the video drops a couple of days after, maybe, or something. Um we figured it out now, but video is out um official um, forsaken i think the album is out the 15th if i'm not mistaken march 15th um um like i say look out for my man Obi. um shout out everybody from the hood one time woo woo man shit we here man we yeah, here man
1: chuck i want to thank you for coming on the show all that you do for hip hop i'm looking forward to the upcoming album you got it, man. Everything that you're releasing in the near future, I'm looking forward to it. Keep doing you. And shout out to Sean for getting us connected and linked up. Anytime you want to come back on the show, you're always welcome on, man.
0: Ah, oh, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to talk. Good questions. Good interview, man. We can talk anytime, man.
1: I appreciate it, man. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, at Chuck Strangers, Twitter. Oh, yeah. All my stuff.
0: Instagram is Chuck Strangers. Just spelled correctly, Chuck Strangers. Uh, my Twitter is Chuck underscore Strangers. Um, yeah, my YouTube is, I think, Chuck Strangers with two S's, because apparently someone's, someone else's Chuck Strangers got mad. <laughs>
1: we got a tag to get that page taken down so you can get what you want, but.
0: <laughs> I, I know, right? I know, right? Well, Hey, I ain't gonna hate whatever needs uh, It
1: is what it is. Uh, but Chuck Strangers, thanks again, man. I'm looking forward to the upcoming album. Congratulations on everything this far. Until the next time, man. Peace out, all right? Peace, bro. Peace, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. My dog, you too, bro. Yeah, salute.